Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hello and welcome to The Fast Track. I'm your host, Scott Benjamin, and this is an all-new show, and I'm going to have to do something right off the bat that I haven't had to do for a very long time uh, since I've worked here. I've, I've been at uh, at this company for a long time producing podcasts since about 2008, and I've run a, another show called Car Stuff with uh, with my co-host Ben Bolin, and recently been doing that one on my own as well, and uh, this is an, another brand new one, so I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot of new listeners to this show, and even some return listeners from Car Stuff. And I kind of wanted to describe exactly what's going on and talk a little bit, just a little bit about myself and, and who I am and you know, why I'm doing this and, and uh, give you a better understanding of why we're creating this show, this this new Fast Track podcast. I, I guess I, I've been here at iHeartMedia for a long time. I've, I, th- I think you'll find that, you know, you know um, I've been fascinated with speed for a long, long time, as, uh, as Car Stuff listeners will remember. Um, we've talked about you know, racing in the past and, and people that race and, and components and engines and technology and all of that. And it's it's always been fun topics and we've always really seemed to enjoy talking about them. And I've always been intrigued by, you know, fast cars, fast trucks, bikes, boats, anything that really, you know, is just quick, I guess. I've, I've enjoyed that. Top speed, just, you know, short speed, you know, we're talking about like drag racing or something like that. Um, anything like that. I've, I've just loved racing forever and, uh, um, you know, making machines kind of reach their their limits. That's what I, I've really enjoyed. And I want to talk about that specifically in this podcast. And we're going to kind of have a more narrow focus in this show. The Fast Track is going to kind of highlight anything and everything that allows us to go fast. So we're talking about, you know, the past, the present, the future of racing, um, including the machines and, you know, the racers themselves, you know, the, the people that that make them go fast, that drive them, all of that, uh, the technology, you know, the, the cutting-edge engines and the engineering that's used both on and off the track. So we're not only going to talk about, you know, race, racing cars that, you know, are on the track, but we're going to talk about cars that, you know, you'll see on the road as well. And in fact, we're going to start with one of those today when we get to it. But um, we just want to find out exactly, you know, 
what is this thing with speed? Why are we all in, enticed by speed? And, and, you know, what makes cars go faster? Who drives them? Why do they do it? Why do they create these vehicles? Um, and why do we like watching them, really? I mean, I, I think there's some pretty simple answers to a lot of that, you know, the adrenaline or whatever. But we are going to dig into that type of stuff. And that's going to be kind of the uh, the more narrow focus of this show versus car stuff. So if that's your question, uh, that is that's what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, today, as I promised, we're going to talk about something that uh, that is fast. And uh, it is a vehicle. It's, a, it's actually, it's an auto cycle. Um, it's called, it's called a Vanderhall. And the Vanderhall is actually a whole line of vehicles that we will discuss. There's, uh, there's several models. Um, essentially what they are, they're, they're three-wheeled auto cycles. And, um, you know, the competition in the field right now, there's a, there's a couple of these already on the road. There's, you know, the Polaris Slingshot. There's the Morium three-wheeler. Uh, probably a couple others I'm forgetting. I think uh, just there's a, there's a bunch of three-wheelers out there already. Of course, classic cars that were uh, three-wheelers. And not so many new ones, but, but a few out there. These Vanderhall vehicles that we're going to talk about are technically federally classified as a motorcycle. So I guess in some states you're going to have to uh, wear a helmet, but if, you know you have to look into that on your own to see if uh, see if you're one of the states to do that. This is a vehicle that goes zero to sixty in less than five seconds, and what makes it kind of unique is that it's a it's a front engine front wheel drive three-wheeler, which is kind of rare. Usually it's the rear wheel that's being powered, not in every case, but um, uh, typically you'll find that it's the rear wheel that's being powered on these vehicles. And, uh, you know, we're going to get to the description of it in just a moment and everything all about it. And, you know, I'll let you in on the uh, on the inside scoop on all this. But uh, there has been a lot of press about these vehicles since about 2015 or so, and that's when they came out. There's, of course, some new models that we want to talk about, uh, and that's why we're bringing it up today. Uh, there have been articles in the Rob Report or in uh, uh, Petrolicious, if you're you know read if you read online, uh, Road and Track, Motor Trend, Autoblog, Forbes, you know all over the place. There there are more places than that even. And uh, if you really want to check it out and get you know kind of a a, a decent review of these things and and kind of have some fun along the way, uh, there was an appearance on Jay Leno's Garage of the Vanderhall Venice, which is a model that we're going to talk about, uh, which happened sometime around, uh, I think it was in August of 2017 is when that uh, that edition came out. And it's it's definitely worth watching. It's 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 fun. It's got the uh, the founder of the company that we're going to discuss in just a minute. Um, but, but these things, they have, they have a really fun look. They look fast. They are fast. They're a quick vehicle. Um, I'm sure they're a thrill to drive. It seems like it's kind of uh, like one of those vehicles that when you get in or you even see it in your garage, it would make you smile every time you see it. It's it's that type of vehicle. Um, sounds like a small sports car, not like a motorcycle, and, I, and I'll tell you why um, as we get to that. Um, shifting, we'll talk about shifting, I guess, too, as, as we go along here, but um, it does have kind of a, a sequential shifter, a lot like a motorcycle would. Um, but gosh, I think we're already getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because I want to um, give you a little bit of the, uh, the company info, some of the background on this thing, and, uh, and let you know what it's all about. Um, if you haven't already looked it up, if you haven't already checked out, um, you know, Vanderhall Motorworks, uh, maybe you should do so. You can go to uh, VanderhallUSA.com, and uh, you can find just about anything and everything that you want there as far as information goes on these auto cycle vehicles, um, auto cycles, I should say. Uh, you'll find, of course, a gallery. You know, it has lots of, lots of photos and videos. You'll find um, an inventory of vehicles if you want to buy one. You'll find owner's manuals there, model specs. You'll find 
dealer contacts, you know, just about everything that you could expect to find on a website you'll find there. Um, the company itself, uh, Vanderhall Motorworks, it was founded in 2010, uh, but they didn't really produce a vehicle until about 2015, and I'll, I'll tell you why in just a moment. Uh, but it is an American vehicle manufacturer that's based in, of all places, Provo, Utah. Now, I say of all places because uh, I, I believe, and this is according to, uh, you know, Jay Leno and the and the founder talking on, on Jay Leno's garage, uh, this is apparently the only car that has ever been manufactured in Utah. Now, I find that hard to believe because there were so many uh, U.S. auto manufacturers at the turn of the century. Um, I just can't believe that that none of them were out of Utah. But I guess this is the first and only car ever manufactured in Utah. Uh, the founder's name is Steve Hall. He's the CEO. And Steve was, uh, he happened to be a CAD designer at a company called Novatech. Now, um, Novatech, he, he uh, just so you know what Novatech is, it was Russia's, or it is Russia's second largest natural gas producer, and it's based in Western Siberia. With It does have a sales office in Moscow. <laughs> but I guess uh, Steve was designing or working on, um, you know, some designs for his vehicle at that time. And uh, it again, it took him about five years from the founding of the company, uh, the idea in 2010, up until about 2015, when he developed a vehicle called the Vanderhall Laguna. And the Laguna is an interesting vehicle, and it is one that uh, essentially the rest of the line kind of follows the Laguna's looks. It's, uh, it seems like they're a little bit more refined as we as we get, you know, a little bit later into production. And I think that the Laguna is actually a 2016 model year vehicle, but it was produced in 2015, or at least that was when it was uh, was developed. Um, you know, again, this, this initial model, is, of course, is a three-wheel roadster and, it, again, classified as a motorcycle. Um, but that is when it finally passed the testing for, um, you know, the NHTSA and EPA certifications in around 2016. And they actually came out with three different models of the, uh, the Laguna. And uh, there was just the standard Laguna. And then there was also the Laguna Sport Premium. And then there was something called the Laguna Bespoke Motoring Experience. Now, I can imagine that that one had just about all the bells and whistles that you could possibly want on it. Um, each one of these things featured a 1.4-liter, 200-horsepower, GM-based, four-cylinder, turbocharged engine. And it had a GM six-speed automatic transmission. Now, remember when I said just a moment ago that... Um, you know, this is a uh, this is a an auto cycle that does not sound like a motorcycle. It sounds more like a, a small sports car. The reason is, of course, because it does have this GM four cylinder engine, which sits up front, and uh, and it, these are these are front wheel drive cars, which is a, again kind of strange in the world of three wheel vehicles, but um, not completely unheard of. So, uh, just kind of an interesting turn there, I guess, with that. Um, now, the specs on this, uh, and and I'll. I'll I'll kind of describe this vehicle to you as we get to it because it is it is the first one, um, you know, from Vanderhall Motorworks, and and they've developed these quite a bit as we as we start to look at the newer models. But um, the base price on these now, and I'll I'll tell you why it gets kind of expensive in just a moment. But uh, the base price on this uh, for the Laguna, again, 2016 was the model year. The base price was $49,950. So we're talking about a $50,000, if you want to call it that, it's, an essential, it's essentially a toy. Um, it's kind of a weekend car. It's definitely not, not a, uh, a daily driver or a, a grocery getter or whatever you want to call it. Um, the, the price as tested, uh, according to Automobile Magazine, this is back in 
July of 2016. The price as tested was $77,000. So they must have had one of the uh, the higher-end models, uh, one of those ringer cars that uh, you often hear of, the, you know, they, they hand out to uh, the press to drive, you know, make sure that they're, they're absolutely running perfect. They have every option available. Uh, the engine, as we said, it was a 1.4-liter uh, turbocharged dual-over egg cam, 16-valve, inline-four. It had uh, 200 horsepower, and of course, that 200 horsepower is coming from only 4,300 RPM. Now, I know that's sort of high, but it's not anywhere near what it would be if it was a motorcycle engine. You know, when we're talking about revs, uh, you know, 10,000 or more, 12,000, 14,000, something like that. Um, 200, uh, 200 pound-feet of torque, which is decent for a, a small little vehicle like that. So, I'm, I'm sure it was a quick car. Um, you know, a lot of places, as we said, you know, we'll say uh, it goes zero to 60 in less than five seconds. So, um, you know, again, pretty, pretty snappy, uh, pretty, pretty quick car. This one in particular, it was, it had two doors, which is not the case across the model lineup now, as we'll tell you in just a, a little while or toward the end of the podcast. Um, two passengers, also not the case <laughs> with every one of these. Uh, front engine, front wheel drive, roadster, of course, we, we talked about that. Mileage was decent, not, not fantastic, but decent. Um, at 24 city and 32 miles per gallon on the highway, although I don't think you really care what the mileage uh, is that you're getting out of one of these. It's just a fun vehicle to drive around. Very lightweight. Now, this is where the uh, the, the base price um, is probably coming from, why it's so expensive. And I know that these are, you know, kind of custom-built vehicles and uh, um, it, not all custom, but more like uh, more like boutique vehicles, as, as we'll discuss in just a second. But um, a very lightweight. And the reason is because uh, Laguna had a hand-laid carbon fiber body. Now, that's something that they have stopped doing for the the, the current model lineup. But again, a hand laid carbon fiber body is something that uh, that makes vehicles pretty expensive because it is very time consuming to do something like this. It's it's an expensive process. Um, it's a labor intensive process, and manufacturers are starting to try to um, to simplify this whole process so that you know it becomes cheaper to create carbon fiber body panels for. Uh, whatever vehicle they're producing, you know, and lightweight equals, um, you know, uh, better better performance, better miles per gallon, all that. So a lot of manufacturers right now are searching for kind of the uh, the silver bullet on that and figuring out the best way to do it. Some have gotten very close to getting the cost down to exactly where they want it so that they can uh, – um, you know, produce and manufacture these cars uh, much cheaper with you know the uh, uh, the performance and the and the mileage and all that that they need. Especially when you're talking about cafe uh, restrictions coming into place and stuff, you, you're going to need lighter weight vehicles. And aluminum doesn't always do the trick. Now, I just mentioned for a, a sec, just for a second, I said something about boutique vehicles, and uh, I would guess that Vanderhall does count as a boutique manufacturer. And if you want to think about other boutique manufacturers or you want something similar, just to kind of compare it. Uh, you're talking about manufacturers like Hennessy or Icon or Shelby American or something like that. Very low production numbers, but uh, the vehicles are something special. They're something that are typically hand-built. Um, you know, there's no assembly line production usually, um, and they are, you know, very well, uh, very well appointed. I guess maybe that's the best way to put it. They have a lot of features and functions and personal touches that a lot of uh, you know your standard cars that are manufactured in mass on assembly lines just simply don't have because um, you know of time or or because of money concerns or, or what have you. There's a lot of reasons that that something like that might might happen. And uh, you know what we're gonna let, I want to talk a little bit more about um, these vehicles because we're getting to the point now where there are uh, four or five 
I'm shuffling a lot of paper here, so I hope you can't hear that. But uh, there are four or five models that that Vanderhall Motorworks is actually producing, and uh, or will be producing in the very, very near future. Um, so they've got the they've got the Vanderhall Laguna, which was in 2016, the Venice in 2017. Then they had the Edison Squared, which uh, came out in uh, 2017. Uh, I, I bet you'll hear people refer to that as the Edison Two. Um, there's a reason. We'll talk about that <laughs> in a bit. Uh, then there's the uh, the Venice Speedster, uh, which came out in 2018, and then there's something called the Vanderhall Carmel uh, that's coming out in 2019 or has come out in 2019. It, it I think it still says coming soon on the website, so maybe not quite yet. Uh, but you know, we, I do want to talk about the uh, the family of engines that are being used in these because uh, there, there's some interesting stuff here as well, and I think we'll do that. But let's uh, t- let's take a word from our sponsor first. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. And we're back, and you're listening to The Fast Track, and I'm your host, Scott Benjamin, and we were just talking about maybe uh, discussing, uh, you know, the family of engines that, uh, that, that, are, that are fitted underneath the, uh, the bonnet, I guess, if you want to call it that, of, the, <laughs> of these vehicles, these, uh, these specialty vehicles. And, you know, it's funny, I haven't even really described them yet. Um, maybe I should do that. They, look, they have like sort of like a Morgan three-wheeler look without the, the engine up front, you know, the exposed engine up front. Um, I said that they're front-wheel drive, and they do have some fender 
fenders up front, which is uh, sometimes unique in these vehicles. Um, they're not always covered like that, and it's kind of nice that they are just for, you know, road debris, rocks, that type of stuff to get flipped back up on you. Um, a couple of them have doors, a couple of them don't have doors, and we'll discuss those when we get to the models. Um, it, it, believe it or not, that's a luxury feature in these vehicles. <laughs> a door is a luxury feature. In fact, a second seat is kind of a luxury feature in some of these, depending on how you look at it. And I'd, I'd kind of like to leave that as a question for the end of this whole podcast. Um, so we'll definitely get to it and discuss that. But um, let's first, let's, let's talk about these engines. The engine that is being used, it's actually a whole family. The one that um, is... is being used in this one. I believe it has the designation LUV, and I've seen that uh, described as, as love in the past, but I don't know if people actually say love. It's probably just LUV. And then there's another questionable thing here, and I'll tell you why I question what this is. It says the GM uh, Family Zero engine, which I don't know if it's zero or if it's actually O, because the family, if I say family O, the family O is a family of inline piston engines that was developed by the company Opel uh, when they at the time when they were a subsidiary of General Motors, which is up until just very recently. I want to say it was like, uh, just off the top of my head, like 2016, 2017, somewhere in there, uh, when Opel was still owned by General Motors. And it's all it is really is it's a low-displacement engine that's used on entry-level subcompact cars from Opel and Vauxhall. And They've developed that engine for use on these on these Vanderhall speedsters or Vanderhall vehicles, I should say, and um, you know all the auto cycles. Um, can we pause here just for a second so I can tell you about a uh, um, just kind of a side note? I guess my dad had an Opel Manta when I was growing up, and it was actually a Manta A, if you want to be specific about it. And I'm not sure exactly what year. It was 1970 to 1975. That's all I know uh, because it was definitely the Manta A. And uh, if you want to look them up online, they're, they're kind of a cool-looking old vehicle now. It was a German car. Um, it was uh, it was orange, had a black top on it, kind of a – it was a hard top, but it had a black um, – uh, I don't know if you could call it leather or whatever that is on top, the, uh, the suede or whatever they put on there. But that's the car that I learned to shift in. So there's kind of a, a special place uh, – special place – you know, in in my mind for that vehicle and some good memories in that car. It was very small. Uh, it had a back seat, but it was very, very small, two-door. And uh, it was just kind of a cool-looking vehicle. And, uh, again, learning to shift from the passenger seat was kind of fun. You know, I found out, you know, found kind of the rhythm of shifting. And, and uh, we had some good times in that car. It was, a, it was a, not a very expensive car, obviously. It was kind of a, a cheaply made car, really. Uh, you know, in the cold, cold winters, those vinyl seats would, would crack and splinter. And, you know, you had to put seat covers on in the summertime just so you didn't uh, cut yourself on that, but um, or stick to them. Really, uh, that was another problem um, when you were wearing shorts. That was a, a terrible problem with vinyl seats. Um, and leather too, I guess. But it was just a fun vehicle, and uh, I know it's a side note that's not meant for everybody. But if you ever get a chance to look up an Opel Manta, do it because um, I just think it's a it's an interesting vehicle that a lot of people don't have a whole lot of knowledge about now, and uh, um, just kind of a, a fun thing to to check out. You know, looking back. But these engines, getting back to them, they're they're a gasoline engine. They're not a diesel engine. And the cool thing about this is they're they're cast iron block, which you might think, okay, cast iron, it's going to be heavy. But uh, they say it's a lightweight cast iron block. Um, I don't know exactly how you can <laughs> call a lightweight, uh, a cast iron block lightweight, but I suppose because it's only a four-cylinder, it's relatively small. It does, however, have an aluminum cylinder head, and uh, and that's really good. It has a um, dual overhead camshafts, of course, as you would expect by now, and uh, and four valves per cylinder. 
not a whole lot more to, to say in general about this car other than, you know, when we get into some of the generations, which I'm going to, um, there's some specifics that we need to talk about. You know, later versions of this engine, which we'll talk about uh, in, in a moment when we get to Generation 3, because there, there were uh, three total, or there have been three total, uh, later generations have a variable length intake manifold and also variable valve timing. So that's some some modern features that they put in these, uh, these older engines, I suppose, uh, because they did come out around 1996. And I think the first vehicle, the first one, uh, first generation of the family O engine, I'm going to keep calling it O because I think that's the right way. Um, it came out in a 1996 Opel Corsa, and it was available either, either as a three-cylinder engine, which was a, a one-liter straight-three engine, or as a four-cylinder engine, which was a 1.2-liter straight-four. Um, now, this was Opel's first three-cylinder engine, too, which makes it kind of unique. So that was kind of interesting, I guess, in, in the uh, family O engine history. From there, it was, uh, it was I don't know, several years up until about 2002 when they launched the Generation 2 Family O, uh, Family o engine. And uh, this one, this was, an, of course, it was an updated engine that featured something called twin port technology. Now, the twin, it was actually twin intake ports with a choke closing one of the ports at low RPM, which gave it a kind of like a strong air swirl pattern for higher torque levels and, and better fuel economy. So it had a couple of decent benefits. And... Uh, um, of course, you know, it was also later, I guess, the crankshaft and oil galleries were redesigned to um, um, kind of lower the power loss that was resulting from that. And, of course, again, increased fuel economy. It was all about increasing fuel economy and still is, really. Uh, they're still trying to do that. But, you know, these are, these are just like small little additions to these engines as we, as we grow or as they grow here. Um, the next one is called the EcoFlex engine, and that's Generation 3. And this was introduced in 2008. And I believe that that is the one that is in the current – uh, Vanderhall, uh, Vanderhall Speedster. It's a version of the twin port, which has been tuned for better fuel economy and even lower emissions. And it was introduced again in 2008 uh, as a, and there was a one liter engine in 2010. Uh, but for model year 2012, the EcoFlex engines uh, were updated with double cam phasing in this Gen 3 block. And of course, you know, again, better fuel economy, lower emissions, that was the goal there. These were used, and I, I, I guess you can probably you can probably picture some of the cars that these engines were used in, or the types of engines. Uh, they were used in what uh, GM called its Delta II platform, and this was like the Cavalier, the Volt, the Cruze, um, and, and the, the Opel line, I believe, is the Opel Astra, and there were others along the way as well. But these were a turbocharged version of the 1.4 liter engine, and these are the ones I, I believe that are used again in the Venice Speedster, and, and probably models going forward for a while. Um, but they were, um, or they do, they are, I should say, uh, double variable cam phasing engines. And again, I, I believe the Speedster uses one of these turbocharged engines. So uh, that is one of the benefits of this. Now, if you want to look up information about the uh, the Family Zero, as they call it, or Family O, uh, you can do a simple keyword search and find out all the uh, all the information about these. The cast iron block, you know, the the aluminum head material. You can find out all the displacements that they had along the way. You know, the uh, the changes throughout there. That's just kind of a brief history. And, you know, I, th I think that might be all I really have to say about the engines other than, you know, maybe we'll mention them here when we get to some of the, the Vanderhall models. And, again, I want to describe to you several of these models, you know, the pricing and, and uh, just, you know, some of what makes them unique and interesting. And, and we'll do that after we take another word from our sponsor. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. And we're back, and you're listening to The Fast Track, and I'm your host, Scott Benjamin. And I think that just before the break, we were saying that we wanted to talk about the models, and uh, and that's what I'd love to do. Now, we've kind of discussed the Laguna a little more at length uh, than I thought we would by this by this point in the episode, but I do, wanted to, I, I do want to bring back the idea that uh, the Laguna was kind of this, this flagship model. It was released in 2016 again, and it did have this hand-laid carbon fiber body, and it had other patented components, too, which included a non-welded crosshatch front grille and something called a tab-and-slot aluminum monocoque chassis. Now, that's pretty interesting. I think they – I want to say that they stuck with that monocoque chassis uh, throughout the lineup, but it doesn't specifically call that out yet. So um, I'll have to take a look through the uh, the vehicle specs on the website and, and check that out for you. But, um, again, they started to release new vehicles as, as time progressed, of course, as most manufacturers would in these boutique manufacturers. They have to kind of keep up with uh, what people want. And in 2017, they came out with something called the Vander Venice. Now, the Venice is a little bit different. There are no doors on the Venice. Uh, it's a like a step-over Beltline vehicle, so you can understand how low these cars are to the ground. They're, they're extremely low. Um, even if you're not a very tall person, uh, they still seem pretty low. You're able to get in and out of them pretty easy from what I understand. Um, again, 
it has this uh, this GM uh, four cylinder engine. This is where they discuss the uh, the Love engine, the LUV version of the engine, and uh, you know that's GM's family of of one point four liter turbocharged engines. Uh, it's a hundred and eighty horsepower version of that of that, and again made it to a GM six speed automatic transmission, and it does have. Um, Something that I don't know if we've even discussed this other than just mentioning briefly at the beginning. Um, it does have this optional sequential manual shifting option that you can you can add on, and I believe that is uh, that's a left-handed operated thing, and it's up kind of on the sill of the of the vehicle, like where you would step over to get into the car, and uh, it's just kind of a bump shifter. It's an up down, almost like uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of the uh, uh, the brand names of these things, but you know, like the 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 bump shift, the uh, um, auto stick, or whatever you want to call it, where you just uh, you push, you know, forward for, uh, you know, upshift and backward for downshift. Um, it's kind of a sequential thing, but it's not exactly that way. Uh, not, not like you'd find on a, uh, like a, on a, on a motorcycle, but, but very close, something similar. Uh, the next line or next vehicle that they came out with was something called the Edison squared or Edison two vehicle. And uh, the Edison 2 or Edison Squared uh, came out in 2017, and they previewed this one at the Long Beach International Motorcycle Show, which makes sense uh, because it is an auto cycle. And there were a lot of fans of motorcycles that are interested in auto cycles as well. Uh, but they also brought it to the 2018 Consumer Electronics Show, or CES, that was happening out in Las Vegas. So if you happen to go to that show, you might uh, be familiar with the Edison 2. And what makes this model different, this, uh, this 2019 model year Edison 2 different, is that it has the equivalent of 180 total horsepower, but it doesn't. It doesn't essentially have 180 horsepower. I'll tell you why. Uh, you might have already guessed this. It has twin electric motors, so this is an all electric version. Uh, it was matched with a, a 30 kilowatt hour battery, which gave it a 200 mile range, which is actually not bad. Uh, that's a pretty decent range for any electric vehicle. I mean, some of the, the the upper end Tesla models are getting like 350 miles or 300 miles, depending on you know which version you get. Um, and I know that there. Are always extending that, so maybe even farther at this point, but 200-mile range out of something like this, I think, is is pretty decent, uh, pretty good. And then in 2017... This is uh this is where I kind of kind of came in contact with this for the first time. I hadn't really heard of it in 2015 all the way through about 2018 uh when they developed something called the Venice Speedster and that is uh um I believe that's where I, I saw it um on the Jay Leno the Jay Leno's garage and I think that's the that's the one. This actually came out in uh, it was 20 it says 2018. I don't know if it's a 2018 or 2019 model. I think it's a 2019 model year. Uh, but they announced this back in August at the uh, the Sturgis Rally, which was happening in South Dakota, of course. We all know when Sturgis happens at the motorcycle rally. Uh, but the 2019 Venice Speedster is kind of like a a minimalist version of the Venice from 2017. So think about uh, think about taking even what you know about the Venice with you know the car with no doors and uh, you know very very pared down vehicle already. They've even made it less than that, and and by less, in some cases, I mean more, because to me, this is one of the cooler things. Um, okay, first of all, it shares that that 1.4 liter, 180 horsepower engine and the six speed automatic. However, it's a single seat sports car, and I, I love this about this vehicle. The Speedster is a single seat car, and it has kind of a hard cover over where the passenger would normally sit, and that becomes a uh, um, a cargo area, like just a little cabin area that you can store stuff. You know, you can even I think you can even put a, a they always say this, but you can put a golf bag in there if you want to. I don't know I don't know if any people are really carrying their golf bag in there, but maybe so. Anyways, you can use it for groceries or whatever, whatever you want. Uh, you could even tuck a small person in there, I suppose, but probably not uh, not legal. <laughs> I, 
I, I just love there's something I love about single seat. Uh, sports cars, single seat race cars, even, and um, just just on a quick side note, and I won't make much of this because I, I think a lot of uh, returning car stuff listeners already know this, but I owned a 1966 uh, MG. Uh, it was an arcly bodied MG. It was kind of like a midget, and it had a tonneau cover, a lot like this. Uh, this is a hard cover though, but mine was a soft cover, and you could uncover. Or you could cover, I should say, the convertible part of the whole car if you wanted to for protection from the elements or just, uh, you know, prying eyes or whatever. But you could also just unzip the area around the driver. So you could have kind of just a, a driver single cockpit area that, uh, you know, you could kind of operate underneath this cover. And it was really, really cool. I just love driving around like that. It was just, uh, for, there was something about it that was so much fun uh, that, you know, everybody knew there was another seat under there, uh, but it sure looked like a one-seater, you know, it, uh, to me. And it felt like a one-seater. And I thought it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, anyway, let's move on to the next one. And, uh, and I'm not going to mispronounce this. This is, a, this is a model called the, the Caramel, and it's C-A-R-M-E-L. It's caramel. It's not caramel like the, uh, like the candy. And I, I did look this up because I was curious about this. So uh, just for those of you that are curious, as, as I was, caramel, um, if, you know, if you spell it that way with an A in the middle, that is for food or colors only. It's, if it's caramel with no A in the middle, it's C-A-R-M-E-L like this car is. Um, it, it's only misspelled if you use it for food and colors, but it's also correct. It's spelled correctly if you use it for people or places. And um, I would guess things. This uh, this vehicle is a thing, and uh, it's it's definitely a caramel. And the, the caramel has more luxury, more convenience features added to it. So if you're looking for kind of the top-end uh, Vanderhall model. This is supposedly coming out in 2019. I don't know if it already has or not. Again, the website is saying coming soon, I believe. Or actually, you know what? I'm sorry. It's already been updated. Um, it is already out there. So I had misspoken before, but no worries. Um, check out the website and you'll see it there. Um, it has things like, you know, a wider, it has, well, it has front entry doors. It has a wider cabin. Um, it has provisions to accommodate a uh, removable canvas top, like, you know, for a sunshade if you want, which is uh, something kind of unique. I believe the Laguna had something similar to that as well back in, uh, you know, 2016 when that was launched. Uh, but again, this one has just a, a little bit more to it. And, and with that, you can also get a different engine. This one has a 200-horsepower GM 1.5-liter turbocharged engine. Again, a four-cylinder engine, six-speed automatic transmission, and, uh, you know, all that. I, I, I think I want to say that this is the, um, the GM SGE engines, which stands for, of all things, SGE, small gasoline engine. I don't know why they couldn't get more creative with their uh, engine naming than that, but um, it's the SGE family of engines. And I, I believe it was um, developed by several companies, including um, Opel and MG and Shanghai GM. And just there's a whole uh, grouping of, of people that or companies, rather, that got together to create uh, the SGE. And I think that's the one. Again, it's a 200-horsepower version. So if you're looking for a little bit more power and more luxury options, if you want to put it that way, um, uh, the Carmel is your vehicle uh, when you're looking at the Vanderhall lineup. And um, I do have a, a copy here in front of me, and I promise we're almost done, folks, but uh, I, I really think the best way for you to get an understanding of what these things look like, um, if you really want to, um, you know, check them out and, and get some more, I don't know, I guess some more detail on, on what you'd be getting for your money, and I'll tell you about the money right now. Um, 
check out the website and go to the the models tab, and you can find out exactly what they're all about. And I'll tell you which ones are the least expensive options on this list and the, and the most expensive as we get to them. But they have they offer a full line of, um, of Venice vehicles. I don't believe they're still offering the Laguna model. I think that is sold out. That's kind of done. That's a, a concluded model. But they've moved on to the Venice. And in the Venice, you can get the standard Venice, which um, – Oh, here's the bad news. Uh, the, the prices start from about $29,950, so that's about a $30,000 toy, if you want to put it that way. The least expensive vehicle on the lineup is actually the, the Venice Speedster, that single-seater that we talked about just a moment ago. And that one is uh, is based uh, starting at $26,950, so around $27,000 if you want to get into the Venice Speedster. And personally, right now, out of all the vehicles in that lineup, just my two cents— uh, the Venice Speedster is probably one of the coolest looking ones there uh, at, at this point. Um, then there's a couple, uh, actually there's a couple there that might be more interesting in the near future though because there is going to be the the Venice R and the Venice Speedster R, uh, which are coming out soon. Of course, R Racing, we're talking about that, and that's coming in 2020 according to the website. The Edson, Edison, I, I should say, is the one that we told you about, the Edison 2, and that one is already out there. And that uh, that's a little bit more expensive, as, as we'll find in, with a lot of electric vehicles, you know, as we talk about some of these faster vehicles that are, that are electric-powered. Um, that one starts, the base price starts at $34,950, so we're talking just under, just shy of $35,000 if you want to get an electric version of the, uh, of the, the Vanderhall. Uh, there's something called the Edison 4 coming up now. That's why I've been saying Edison 2 instead of Edison Squared. Uh, the Edison 4 is coming out, and that should be in 2020 as well, and I would guess another little price bump for that one if I, if I had to guess. Now, to date, as we just discussed, uh, the, the Carmel, as you can imagine, is the, the most expensive option on the, on the models list here. And that one begins, the prices start around $39,950. So you're talking about, again, a $40,000 car um, for something that uh, wouldn't necessarily be good for commuting, but uh, might be a heck of a lot of fun for you to own. And, uh, God, I would really, I'd really love to just get some seat time in one of these just to see what they're all about. You know, I'll tell you, um, I don't know if I have a whole lot more information. I, I do want to conclude with a couple of questions here at the end. Uh, but first, I want to let you know how you can contact us or how you can, you know, reach us and, and kind of keep in touch with what we're doing here or even give us a little bit of feedback. We are on Twitter. We are the Fast Track Pod. And on Facebook and on Instagram, we are the Fast Track Show. Uh, very soon, we'll have a lot of stuff there for you to check out. And uh, I mentioned, you know, just in passing that I, I would like to kind of wrap this whole thing up with a question for you. And my question is this, you know, um, I've seen it written in a lot of places and I've read a lot of, uh, of these reports about this vehicle. And, and when we get to talking about the, uh, the Venice Speedster, some places have said that the Venice Speedster has a problem. And that problem is that, you know, there's only one seat, you know, that uh, you can't take anybody with you. You can't, uh, you know, for your money, you're you're getting just uh, transportation for one instead of transportation for potentially two, um, no more than two because there's just no way you can you'll you'll understand when you see the vehicle. Um, but I want to know, like, what do you think? I mean, do you think that it's a problem that the Venice Speedster is a single seater, or do you, do you like that? Because I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a, actually a benefit if you want that car, uh, if you want that uh, that type of vehicle, I should say. 
buy that type of vehicle. If you want a single seater, I mean, you have to have some some foresight and, you know, understanding, you know, okay, maybe I don't want to have somebody with me all the time or I want to take this thing to the racetrack and and use it, you know, in, in uh, club events or, you know, whatever. Um, I, I don't see this as a problem, really. I see it kind of as a, as a benefit in some way. Some of the other uh, models have some benefits of, as well and some, some downsides, I think. So um, I'd love to hear from anybody out there that has an opinion on that. And, uh, and also just kind of, you know, write to me and and let me know what you think of the show so far. I know that uh, it's a lot like car stuff, but we're going to have a much more narrowed focus in that we're going to try to stick to fast things and fast cars and fast people and, you know, all that technology and engineering and all that fun stuff that, uh, that makes us go fast uh, rather than, you know, having the, the broad scope of car stuff. So if you like that idea, let me know. I'd like to hear that as well. And... Um, Gosh, I just want to say thanks to everybody who is a, uh, a Car Stuff listener that is, is transitioning over to listening to this as well, or instead, I don't know. Um, and anybody who's a brand new listener, I just want to welcome you too. And, uh, and again, I just want to say thanks for listening. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE-quality Duralast brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.